Not sure if many of you know, but we do have a virtual tier within the Design Coven, virtual pro member tier, which includes three virtual meetings a month where we set intentions. We do group coaching. So bring all your questions. We answer those questions and you get to learn from other people going through the same struggles as you. We also do a business practice meeting. So we'll have somebody on to share a business practice that we can all benefit from. And then we also do a product training. So getting a sustainable, eco-friendly line to come on and share who they are so that we can be supported with other like-minded businesses. And if you're not quite ready for pro, you can always join our free community where you will connect with other like-minded holistic interior designers. You don't have to be an interior designer if you are kind of just dabbling or you're aspiring or you're looking into this field. We invite everybody from all journeys and you don't, again, have to be a designer. You don't have to have a degree. We're just a beautiful community of like-minded people looking to create healing spaces, not just for ourselves, but for our clients and future clients. Come join us at designcoven.com forward slash join. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. We have Tay on with us today from Maduke. <laughs> Hello, Tay. How are you? I'm good. Um, we are talking about creating space and why it's important to be intentional about our spaces that we are creating. They're not just beautiful rooms, um, but they're spaces that help with our, our mental health, with supporting our wellness um, in all aspects, um, physical, mental, emotional. Um, so we'll, we'll dive in here a little bit as to why and how we can create these beautiful healing spaces. So before we start that, I'm gonna go ahead and light our candle, um, connecting with that element of fire which we love. And then I'm going to pull a crystal card so we can see what we've got for our energy today. All right, so we've got our candle lit and I'm pulling cards from the Radiant Crystal deck from Bouchette Design. And let's see what we have. You're such a great card shuffler. It's like, I feel like I'm really, like, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> I like shuffling the cards. I just like, tch, tch, tch. Man, yeah. I always think that you're like, so see, you're like, I'm like, man, you could easily be in Vegas. We have Aqua or Quartz, communication, channeling, and awakening. And if you're not familiar with this Quartz, it's a beautiful blue, like an aqua blue, but it also has this iridescent, um, kind of uh, sheen on it. Mm -hmm. And this is for the throat mm -hmm. chakra. 
Amazing. Aquarius and Leo, I am limitless and vibrant at my highest frequency, which is exactly what we're talking about today. Creating that high frequency so that in our spaces we can be limitless with um, our potential and what we're bringing to the earth. Um, so mm. this is really beautiful. I love it. I like that combo of Aquarius and Leo too. Oh yeah, they're opposite signs. Yeah, I know. That's that's a nice. Uh like freedom on one hand and then like just with the fire and like the drive and the determination on the other. I like that. It's yeah. actually very suitable. I feel like for right now with, uh, the transition, even with the weather, I don't know why this weather has been just so like yesterday it was like, so like just windy. And there was like, it was like very Aquarius, right? It was just like, mm. so up in the air. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing today. And then, uh, this morning I kind of woke up and I went surfing and I just was like, got to get back into the fire and so it was just very funny that you pulled oh that card oh my gosh yeah, 48 hours for me i freaking love that yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah i think that's my favorite combination is having that leo that's just so um self-centered mm -hmm. right and then we've got aquarius which is the humanitarian the one that's looking out for everybody um and having that dynamic and having them balance that out um and then also just, you know, the uniqueness of Aquarius and then shining Leo on there and, and letting them be spotlighted as mm -hmm. an Aquarian who, you know, might not take that center stage, but mm -hmm. being a little bit this... nervous about it by going and stepping up on it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so, they have their quirks and they have their unique style and it's like, it's, it's pretty rad. Yeah. It's funny because I'm a Gemini and I feel like a lot of the time with Aquarius and Gemini, I kind of like, there's this delicate dance of like, oh, I see you with how airy you are. You know, I think in the last couple of months, especially 2023, I feel like it's been like teetering off of those two energies. So it's, that's awesome that you pulled those cards. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea what we were going to pull in there. And um, yeah, Aquarius is that fixed air. So they definitely need more of that grounding yeah. uh, versus a Gemini. You know, you're so mutable that you can mm -hmm. kind of shift and, and go with things. And if you yeah. need to be grounded, I feel like you can kind of morph mm -hmm. into that space a little bit where Aquarius is so like stubborn in that. <laughs> yeah. They're like permanently like just, nope, we don't want to come down there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so great. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah. So today I wanted to talk um, to you a little bit about creating, um, you know, these sacred spaces, um, being really mindful about setting intention within space, which also is, you know, connected with the products that we bring into our home. Um, do you have any rituals or practices that you might do to create sacred space within your home if it's a clearing or I do so it depends on you know what my practice is like calling for um there's been times where if I like really need to like clear my space if there's been some like really intense energies or if like something happened um I will like get really crazy and I'll like take most of like the act actual physical things out mm -hmm. of my house and I'll actually put them in the sun and then when I oh. put them in yeah, I know. I don't know where I got that from. I just kind of started, it started when I was in college and I just like intuitively was like, oh, because I do something weird with my, um, like sponge when I'm cleaning uh -huh, my dishes, uh -huh. everyone's like, oh, you put your sponge in the sun to actually yeah. be able to like clear all the bacteria. And I don't know why that concept kind of always stuck with me. And so that's what I will do is I'll take mm -hmm. out a lot of my things for like a deep clean 
um, there's all of these studies that show like the physical removal of like bacteria and grime and like actually like getting down and nitty gritty, like not just, you know, like cleansing it with like yeah. sage or Palo Santo, but actually physically cleaning and clearing. It does so much for me as far as just mm. like the hard wiring and like resetting of like, okay, like this is my space again, like whatever happened, like it's all clear, it's done, mm. like let's reset. So that's usually what I'll do if it's like requiring a, a massive kind of transition and shift from something that was pretty, you know, intense happening. Yeah. And then besides that, I do have a candle. Um, I have my Gemini candle that I've had mm. for a couple of years. So I only really use it um, on special occasions. I have a full moon ceremony that I do. And depending on what that moon is, um, I've done a couple funny ones. I recently, I like to play with fire a lot. Uh -huh. And so the last full moon where I had a really crazy experience, I don't know if I've shared with this um, with you, but I actually had a like jar of all of these past intentions and like mantras and just like affirmations and things yeah. I wanted to release. I mean, it was just a combination of everything. I used to have like a really intense dreadlock and it had like metal in it and I cut oh my it God. and I put that in the jar. Yeah. I was like super witchy, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, I, I was weird. This is when I was like, you know, traveling, living in Thailand, living in Morocco, um, just kind of more adopting those practices. And, but I did incorporate them when I came home in Laguna and I became a little bit more grounded. So I had this jar and weirdly I got stood up on that full moon and I was just pissed. Like just generally like I'm so over everything. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, what is going on? Like everything is like so just like messy and ugh. like I was just not having it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to go do what I originally said I was going to do. And so it was a giant full moon and my courtyard that I have here, um, the entrance was like the moon was like shining straight on like the little parking lot and my neighbor was watching me and I had like a bowl <laughs> and I had my jar and I put the jar into the bowl and I lit it on fire <laughs> and my neighbor like and he's like looking at me he's like what are you doing and I was like it's full moon and burning shit and he's like okay and just like kind of walks away he's like whatever it's like you like who cares of course and as I'm doing that I have this like feeling and I'm like oh this is gonna get really hot because it's just yeah, like ceramic it's in your hand I was, like, I was like I should put this you know somewhere else so I was like, I'm like carrying the bowl and I have one hand and as I go to take like the other hand on a, the grill to put it yeah. on just to yeah. be safe I'm not kidding I like lifted up the grill and all of a sudden this bowl explodes oh, in my shit. hand just explodes and I'm looking at it and I like go like this and he comes running to the window and he's oh like, what was God. that? And the, the edge of the bowl is still perfectly intact, just sitting no. in my hand. And everything else was just like around me. And I was like, am I, did I get cut? <laughs> like nothing happened to me. Like, whoa, like that was real. Okay. Wow. Okay. That was, that was something. Um, so, you know, like things like that. And then I used to, um, I actually, during COVID I had, I hosted a couple of full moon ceremonies and we would go to the mm -hmm. beach and it would be me and a couple of my friends. And um, it was really rewarding to be able to see just people that aren't familiar with certain rituals or if yeah. they have anything, you know, any kind of form of self-care, just checking yeah. in. Um, there's a lot of releasing. There's a lot of writing. There's a lot of tears, um, some screaming, you know, whatever it was, shaking. Like I like to shake a lot. Um, 
anything that kind of moves the energy depending on like what's going on. I feel that I'm usually more of a sensitive being and so yeah. energy can get stuck a bit easy and it can get stuck a bit more. Um, but my main routines that I have, my main rituals are I wake up in the morning and I have um, my little journal and I have a couple of them but I will do like three things I'm grateful for and mm -hmm. then I'll do like some words of affirmation um, and then like depending on like what's going on in my life like my goals that I have if it's like personal or if it's my business or right. um, any kind of like insight that I'm you know gaining um, like yesterday it just came through to me in one of my writings that I was like oh I was like there's a very very thin line between communion and turbulence and that thin line is in discernment and like the discernment of being able to like make certain decisions and communicate the way that you know needs to be showed up and instead of uh force in mm -hmm. some situations and so you know kind of like what we're talking about today with bringing certain pieces into your space um I find it no different, you know, bringing like, let's say a rug into your space as yeah. opposed to, I was at my sister's house yesterday. She gets all of her um, groceries delivered to her. She has like yeah. bamboo toilet paper delivered to her that was like yeah. sustainably cut. Um, she has, you know, like really like eggs that have been, you know, she knows the chickens that it came from or the mm -hmm. meat, like things like that. And so I had an amazing conversation with my sister yesterday. I was like, you know, just kind of like curious about it. I already yeah. kind of knew where she was coming from, <laughs> but I knew we were talking about this today. And I was like, so like, what is, you know, like the reasoning for like you actually, you know, like what are the pros and cons to doing this? And she was like, well, number one, like most people, she just had a newborn child. Mm -hmm. And she was like, mm -hmm. most people don't realize like all of our clothes have chemicals on them oh, that yeah. like seep into our skin that go mm -hmm. into our bodies. Um, most of the, you know, foods that we're eating, 95% of them are like synthetic. Um, so things like that. And she was basically saying for her as a consumer, it's important for her to be able to have convenience, but also like information and like knowing where sure. all of these you know, products come into it. And so I, I, I really enjoyed that conversation I had with her because I think it's really applicable to the mm -hmm. conversation we're having today. Um, it doesn't matter what you're bringing into your house, in my opinion, if it's, you know, things you're ingesting, um, right. things you're putting on your body, things you're sleeping in, th you know, things you're sitting on, um, the couch, even things that we're watching, you know, everything yeah. is a form of consumption. And I think a lot of people don't realize that because so many of us just are on this autopilot. Mm -hmm. um, that's really hard to get out of the rat race sometimes. And then when you do get out of it, it's really overwhelming. You're like, oh my gosh. For sure. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's just it everywhere, you know? Like, so I think with that being said, you know, coming from a place of providing, you know, Maduk, the entire, yeah. the entire point of Maduk is to be able to create a space where consumers don't have to feel that like, ah, you know, like coming yeah. at me, like, where do I go? What do I do? Um, and instead, yeah, you know, like put some mindfulness into it and really think about like, what do you want to be bringing into your space and, and deeper into that, like there's certain, there's like an art form to it. I mean, you as a designer know, right? Like color schemes, like what kind of colors sure. do you want to be bringing into your house? Like what mood do you want to be in? Like it, when mm -hmm. you wake up in the morning, like what's the first thing that you look at? Um, for me, 
my routine is like really restricted on my phone, my screen time. So right, I won't right. sleep with my phone in my room. I'll sleep with my Absolutely. phone outside my living room because I have found that like when I do sleep with my phone in my room, mm-hmm. the first thing I do is just go there. And then I notice, I totally notice like a shift in like my entire day. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that, and if I, first thing I do is like, I get up, I take a shower because I think that taking a shower is like the best way to just like mm. cleanse everything, whatever, like your dreams were, whatever right, energy is right. on you um, from your sleep, wash that off. And then I will come in, I'll sit on my Maduke rug and I first like, I'll just kind of rub, run my hands through it. And depending on like mm. what my body's doing, if I need to like stretch it out or I'll do like a couple of neck rolls, just like wake up. Right. Um, and I'll just like sit and I'll listen. And I'll just like listen to my body. Like what what yeah. is it? What is it telling me? Like how am I feeling? Am I like excited? Am I feeling kind of like ornery and I don't know why? Like what mm-hmm. is that kind of feeling? And there's reminders for me, the physical reminders, things like the rug, things like my journal, things like yeah. having a candle. Those are tangible like anchors to be able to almost like remind you and to mm-hmm. actually like bring in this like excitement of doing it because I I guarantee you if there wasn't these pieces that were to be anchored to it would be a lot harder to maintain that routine absolutely yeah and it's like and you spoke about it you know with your sister of having things being convenient and when we're designing spaces with intention it is about like well what is the routine that you want to create in your life and how can we design your space so that it supports you in that routine just like, you know, having your phone <laughs> outside of your bedroom. So making sure there are no um, plugins in or around your bed. So it's like, that's something you just can't do. Um, and then yes, having like a beautiful rug where you do your meditation mm-hmm. in your room and having the candle there and having everything set up preset so that it's very easy for you to get up and get into that space. And that's all part of that holistic design process of creating mm-hmm. these spaces Absolutely. to support the habits that you right. want to create, right? Right. And the habits are like, it's, you know, it's the consistency that matters. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, whatever it means for somebody, whatever you need to do for yourself to be able to bring pieces into your home or things or whatever it is to remind you to be able to do that every day and not even remind you, but like get you excited. Like that's the first thing that I, that's the first thing that I think about when I wake up is I'm like, Oh, I get to write today. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get to like make my coffee and I get to light my candle and I get to put on my mom's record player Aww. and I get to just kind of like fall into my routine. And if I don't do that, I definitely notice like a shift and I oh, definitely yeah. notice it, a difference. Just like, it just I'm sets like, the I'm mood very, for like, the day. I'm like up in like the Gemini. I'm like, well, what am I doing? Like, where am I going? You know, like what's, what day is it? What year is it? You know, things like that. So for me, I can understand firsthand how like really critical it is to be able to, when you're talking about cultivating a space and, mm-hmm. um, Actually, my neighbor, one of my best friends, she has her own, um, you know, kind of a brand of her own brand and it's called Life Space Energy. And she will go into her, yeah, she's amazing. She'll go into her clients' uh, homes and she will actually not have them say anything to her. And she will just kind of like flutter over here and flutter over there. And she will actually be able to pick up on like energetically, like Mm. what are these people hoarding? And like, what are they holding on to energetically that like is not necessarily serving them anymore, but it's something from the past and it's coming from like a fear place. So, and she will actually utilize, you know, my Maduk products to be able to be like, okay, but like just for her clients understanding, like 
I know this piece or I know this mm. um, piece of clothing or whatever it is that you have this attachment to and this memory to of this person. Maybe they died or maybe they, it was a breakup or maybe it was a friend that you, you know, lost contact with, whatever it is. Um, yeah. It doesn't even have to be like a sad or negative memory. But if something is like holding on mm. to so much of yourself and so much energy, then it starts to become like taking up space. And then when, what that does internally is it doesn't allow you to bring in new things, new mm. ideas, your creative process, Absolutely. whatever that is. And so I don't, I don't think, I mean, I guarantee you if most people shifted their idea of like, oh, our energy and all this and all that, it's like, mm. we have a gas tank. We have yep. like a gas tank and, and depending on like how we deplete it and how we fill it determines like how we're going to actually be able to like how how far we're going to be able to go on the road today. Um, and for me, it's like such a easy core concept because I can feel it so much. You know, I can feel when I'm drained immediately when my mm -hmm. battery is running really mm -hmm. low. Um, and so then that's when the practices really start to be able to um, facilitate and help alleviate a lot of that. And just having, you know, your own space and feeling safe in your space is one of yeah. the best ways to recharge your battery. And that's why I think it's really important to talk to people and, and educate a lot of our um, clients on, hey, you know, your space should be the safest place for you. Mm -hmm. Your home should be mm -hmm. where you just can shut out the world yep. and just, you know, dive in and you can get creative and you can cry and you can do whatever you want to do in that place. But if you're filling it with things that are taking from your gas tank, then you're not going to actually be able to recharge when you're in your home Absolutely. when you need to be able to. So it's almost like a, like, it's like a logical process, but there's so many moving pieces and there's so many moving parts and it, it is a lot further than, you know, obviously one of like the really big principles is how was it made and who made it? Because that right. in itself, we've talked it's about before, energy. you know, yeah. that, that carries an energy. But also, what does that mean to you? Like, what does that piece mm -hmm. mean to you? Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, I've I mean, just had really interesting experiences with it. So yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say that in itself is a whole experience to take on, even with your clients as a designer is like, you know, I love walking through and being, okay, well, what is this art? What does this mean to you? What does that mean to you? Where does that come from? And there's stories about every single thing. And you got to think about all the stories that you're feeling in your home. And that is constantly interacting with your own um field right with your own energy right. field right so yeah and then i think once they start to realize that or they start sharing the story like ooh, actually <laughs> like i don't yeah. that's not like a positive yeah. story that i like to retell or that yeah. i like to re-experience so then mm -hmm. it's like okay let's let's release it. it yep absolutely mm -hmm. and especially you know i'm sure you know you're doing this already but with spring coming around and spring yeah. is here i that that's like the first thing on my list of like I oh i need it. to do that is like clean spring clean it and like energetically clean it you know like clear mm -hmm. it out um for me personally uh i was in a relationship for about you know half a year and my boyfriend was living with me and i still like recently like a couple of days ago like found some things of his and mm -hmm. i was like Ooh, you know oh, like gave me the chippies yeah it was just one of those things where i was like you know, depend, whatever, however that ended, whether it's, you know, peaceful or not, there's still something about me that I'm like, this is my space. Yeah. And like, I'm not meaning that as like an ownership, whatever. I'm meaning it as like an empowerment for me. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. So when I saw that piece of his that was like left behind, I was like, oh, and I like, I did get those heebie-jeebies, but I got those in the sense of like, 
I need to take care of myself. Like I need to like fully make sure and like lock this space in and make sure that like I feel safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Claim it in love, you know, you know, don't, don't be claiming it in like a, you know, like get out of here, whatever, because you don't really, that's never going to do anything for you anyways. You want to send, you always want to try to send people out into the world with love and compassion, even if it's not working in your own personal life. And I know that that can be a lot easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's something that everybody should strive for. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we get to be those guides for our clients to be able to open their eyes and to let them see this world that exists that they are living in and don't realize. Um, so that's like the the magical piece that we get to, to bring in and also incorporating yeah. things like your rugs and all the other things absolutely. that you're, you're working with. So being able to empower them with these tools and with these items um, so that they do feel like they are supported. Yeah. And it makes people happy. I mean, we just had a, we just had a client from Virginia. He's an architect and he saw one of our rugs at the La Jolla market and he just was so drawn to it. Mm -hmm. And like out of nowhere, he was like, you know, like I need this. And then another person with, we had this like high low checker. And so it's just so unique for me to be able to see certain people connect with certain rugs. And then also underneath that layer Mm. I know the background of the rugs yeah so like (laughs) I know like what herbs are in these rugs like what women were in these rugs and so for me I'm like oh my gosh this is so cool very intricate like puzzle piecing right like it is so fascinating because it's so much more than just people buying products it's like oh that person's connecting to that energy and maybe like that rug was even made at like this time of the day like you can get so nitty-gritty into it even if you bring in like ayurvedic like if you bring in like oh you're dosha like are you more of like are you vata or are you kapha like are you more like a morning time person we're starting to play around with um those energetic concepts and the rug Mm -hmm. making of okay we have some women that are making the rugs first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. and then we have some women that are making the rugs as the sun's going down and so because those are very different energies bringing in, you know, like the new day and then the closing of the day. Mm-hmm. And so that is something in the background that, you know, we just get to have fun with and we get to play with um, because it's we never look at any of our products as just production. Right. It's, it's never like that. No, Otherwise, no, no. it would be so unfulfilling. It's so flat. Um, you just gave me an yeah. idea of like creating like rug readings where you can basically oh do a reading based on a rug that somebody's attracted to at that moment. Oh my goodness, that would be so much fun. <laughs> and then you would have the I'm corresponding just like now herbs. Like the visual for all of this. Yeah, the corresponding herbs, the time of day, like you're talking about the doshas, like which one is associated with what. You could totally create something magic with that. And we could even like incorporate like the elements because I have noticed that like different women have different like mm, flares and yeah. different things. And so I'm like, oh, that's what that would be so interesting to get like a group of women that are fire or a group of women that are water and like mm-hmm. get those elements and then seeing, oh my goodness, that would be such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> yes. And you can even do like even a quiz on your website or something to find out like what's your, what rug, you know, means, what does this mean? you know, like one of those sort of things. We could have like collections of like the fire collection, you know, like, oh my goodness, you're a genius. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, you have so many things here. I'm like, I could totally have fun with this. And we can even do a whole episode on like some of those collections 
and what those rugs might mean. And, you know, and, and again, I like just having a reading with people that connect with those, mm -hmm. those elements. I mean, I think that would even be a really cool way to have like, and for you, you know, as a designer of people mm -hmm. when they're coming to you and they're like, oh, I want this and I want that almost as like an intake form of like, yes. okay, well, maybe we do like, what kind of elements are you trying to bring in? And so then mm -hmm. maybe we can incorporate those elements into the rug making and just be able to piece it. See, this is why yeah. I just, I love what <laughs> I do because it's so much more under the surface and it really does like in real time, like this all sounds like, mm. okay, this is kind of woo woo and blah, blah, blah. But in real time, when you actually see the difference, it matters. Like it totally matters. And even if people aren't necessarily like aware of themselves and aware of these patterns and all of these underlying facets that make up our psyche and that make up our patterns and our decisions and all these mm -hmm. other things, um, regardless if you're aware of it or not, when people are aware of it and they get to watch it in real time, it is the yeah. coolest thing. It is yeah. just, it's like a game. Oh my God. I have another idea. So you can also do <laughs> these intuitive healing wall hangings where you consult with them and find out like, what is it that they want to bring into their life? And then you basically connect with your um, artisan, the time uh -huh. of day, the herbs, the colors and all that. And then you have them create an intuitive wall hanging based on what that client wants to oh, bring into their space. space. <laughs> okay. We're going to send out an email list for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It could be like That's a whole a personal idea. offering. Oh my goodness. That's so, that is so much fun. And we're getting, mm -hmm. um, so we are also working with some artisans from Oaxaca mm -hmm. and we're going to do a ceramics line, which I'm very excited about. Um, oh my God. the ceramics maker that we had in Morocco. I don't know if I've mentioned this previous, a little but yeah, uh, after COVID his hands, I've like never heard of this before, but his hands like are like clamped now. Oh my gosh. So you can't use them anymore, which is super like, just, you know, it's, it makes me feel all the things, but I am looking forward to being able to open up into a different um, location and just touch with different artisans and different cultures. We went to Oaxaca last February to be able to source and scout and just kind of what we're talking about, their appreciation and their, you know, ancient, ancient knowledge of just how to utilize all of these natural elements, whether it's herbs or whether it's really much any, anything, crystals, um, mm. you know. In, in Oaxaca tradition, I know that when I was down there, I was actually down there during, um, I was trying to go down there during Dia de los Muertos and my dear friend was down there during Dia de los Muertos. Mm -hmm. Actually, Jess was too. Um, Jess and her partner went down there and their concept of, you know, connecting with spirits and how thin the veil is yeah. and it's just right there is so... I think like inherent in their textiles and everything that they do. I just think it's so like right there and it's yeah, so like, they can touch it for sure. Yeah. So I'm really excited to be able to bring some, um, some cultures into our new products and just to be able to, like you're saying, utilize them and, and curate them for the individual and, mm -hmm. and really be able to like tap into someone's life and like make a difference with products because on the outside, you're like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's just a rug. It's not really going to change my yeah. life. And it's like, yeah. well, actually, anything has the power to change your life. Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as like, if you give it that intention, yep. then it has the power to completely like thwart Absolutely. you or take you down. You know, it doesn't Absolutely. matter what it is. Absolutely. And I think the unique position that you guys have of being 
a company that interacts directly with the artisans and you don't have to go through all these hoops and regulations or whatever it is as a big corporation that would have to go to to do all this you guys have a unique space you can make these changes and you can get really personal Mm -hmm. with your clients and i think that's huge yeah it's 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 fun being a small business i know that right now we are moving into kind of an unprecedented territory with you know the advancement of all this technology and you know i mean yesterday i was trying to figure out ai to like write like an email for me and i was like oh my gosh this is like so much i just you know it's helpful but all these things and i started thinking about that and i was like in 10 years like where are we gonna be and you know for me i actually was like very i kind of like put it on my shoulders and i was like it's up to us to be able to, at least in terms of our business, Maduke, like it's up to mm-hmm. us to be able to like protect these practices yeah. because these things are what actually help people because it connects to our ethereal, it connects to our astral body, it connects to all of these different facets of our being that we're not necessarily taught mm-hmm. and we're not necessarily open to accept because it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's not as taboo anymore, but I, I still find that it's a little bit like, undigestible for some people and that's totally fine yeah but with that knowledge and understanding and then kind of like looking down the pipe of like what's coming of like handmade products are gonna be very rare and like very hard to find and it's gonna be that much more you know special and that much more Mm -hmm. like I I feel like we have to protect it you know Mm -hmm. I, I really do feel like a sense of just kind of not ownership but just wanting to you know like make that safe and like no one's gonna come and like they're in the mountains like my these villages (laughs) are in the mountains like don't come to the mountains like let them with their yeah just let them be with you know their entire culture and their ritual right their ritual of going and getting the sheep and like everything that we are saying you know Mm -hmm. washing it in the river and putting that because that's like whispering all of this energy that we're talking about that's the process like that's the start of it and so i think that just to kind of, you know, put everything that we've been talking about together, looking forward as a consumer myself, obviously it's impossible for us to not consume anything. I mean, obviously we have to be able to live. We have to be able to enjoy our lives. We have to be able to appreciate the things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with appreciating things. I think it's more important to be able to appreciate the things that matter. Absolutely. And the things that are doing good for people, for the planet, like all mm-hmm. these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, if people have a, a really deep sense of like luxury and like they are very pride, they're very like, this is this is how I, I attach my identity to it. That's yeah. OK, too. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But I ask those people and I ask everyone to just ask that simple question of like, where is this coming from? And like, what is this going to actually do for me in my space? Like, what is this actually going to do to my life? Is this going to enhance it? Is this going to make me feel better? Because if it is, then do it. But if it's not, and it's just like, oh, I'm just doing this. It's just not that it to me is just like, that's going to drain your gas tank. Mm -hmm. And then you're not going to have anywhere to fill it back up. Yeah, for sure. It's all about creating that maintenance and keeping you going. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and like having these handmade things, that's going to be the goal. That's going to be the thing that, you know, it's really going to separate certain aspects of the, the industry for sure. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can see it so easily, but yeah. 
And it's just with like organic, non-toxic materials. I think that's, I mean, that was my, what my sister said. That was like her, mm. that was like her number one word, you know, was like non-toxic organic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, it's very interesting how we have to label that now with, yeah. you know, our everything supply chain over here like it, it has to be a very specialized you know form of like where you know where is this being grown mm -hmm. you know like what is being put in the soil like what kind of chemicals are being sprayed on this and sure. you know in a place like morocco right now where they right now are still not there where they're having to spray all these chemicals to be able to keep them and preserve them and all these things mm -hmm. um that to me is like kind of the crux of it all of being able to like facilitate all of these natural elements in your space where you wouldn't be able to do that otherwise and so that's the importance of being able to bridge that culture because you are still adopting and wanting to maintain those values even if we don't have those values in our day-to-day -day here like we don't mm -hmm. necessarily have access mm -hmm. unless you you know pay a really really pretty penny for it and then that's right. kind of like the deterrent what people are like well it sounds like a nice idea I would like to have a handmade rug but I don't want to have to, you know, break the bank to be able to do this. I have a family. Yeah. I have this. Yeah. I have that. And it shouldn't have to be a choice like that. And I feel like your, I mean, your rugs, the price point at these rugs and for what you're getting is insane. I, I'm just like, I'm so blown away about it. And every time I see it, I'm like, I just can't even believe it. And to be able to yeah. offer that to people is, is really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's intentional. We don't want that. That's the whole idea is I think the main deterrent from our research has been that it's been... A rug doesn't need to be tens of thousands of dollars to be able to actually, you know, do what you want it to, mm -hmm. which is help the artisan that made it and help the person that's buying it in their mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. That's pretty For much sure. it. And if you kind of approach it from that angle and that aspect, I mean, yeah, it, it's the price is the, the price is what it should be because it should be accessible to all these people. And then the more that it's accessible, the more business these artisans are getting right. and the more money it's putting right into their pocket. So yeah. instead of this is like one of the very few times where I would say like quantity is not compromising quality because we have such a large bandwidth of artists. We have 93 women. And so we are actually able to produce a large quantity without having to impede on the quality of it. Mm, and um, that's I think that that's kind of, that's one of our main things. So thank you for saying that about our yeah. prices. Cause I really want, you know, people that listen and, just kind of anyone that comes across our brand to really understand that it's accessible for everyone. And like, Absolutely. this is here for you, it's here for the consumer. Mm -hmm. It's not here for us to kind of like go and be this whatever Lux rug company, because there's tons of those. We don't need it. That's not yeah. what we're after. Yeah. No, I mean, you can tell the purpose and the soul behind your brand and, and what you guys have and what you stand for, which is, you know, like I said, it's so unique and you guys have such a beautiful position in this industry that you don't see it very often <laughs> so it's very appreciated yeah. um so yeah so um i would love to kind of leave it um with you sharing anything else that you might want to um to give our audience as far as again how to find you um how do we connect with you how do we get samples any of that sort of thing um as a designer um, so Absolutely. that we can bring these beautiful products and support your artisans um, into the homes of our, our clients. Absolutely. So anyone that is local to, you know, Southern California, San Diego area, I'm in Laguna. Um, you know, we love to be able to meet people in person. And so any kind of clients that want to have face-to-face, -face, we would love to be able to come to your space or, you know, jump on a call and just kind of discuss like what it is that you need. 
um, for people that want to be able to see our products in person. Um, every weekend we have been at the La Jolla open air market. And then actually last weekend, super exciting news. Um, we got into the Cardiff market. Yay! And, oh my goodness, I'm just so excited Amazing. about it. Because there's like so much space. There's so much parking. Wow. It's like right off the five. It's like the most convenient as far as farmer's markets I've seen in Amazing. Orange County and San Diego. Okay. And I think that people are really, really excited about it because of the convenience. Yeah. Um, I know the vendors are all really excited about it because it's like the very beginning. I think it's only been going on for like a month and a half. Oh my gosh. Um, so it was like a, a little bit of a different experience, but it was just so like very chill and like just, a, yeah. it was amazing. You know, like at the, yeah. at the end of the farmer's market, there was like violin uh, oh lessons, was, like live music. Oh and there gosh. was just, just a you know an influx of all these different types of vendors um so that's really cool and that's so if anybody cool. wants to on a saturday come that's from 10 to 2 i believe okay is right the five the cardiff market and um yeah and then on sundays i think we will probably announce on our website so we have madukecollection.com is our website okay. yep um we also have a intake form for any clients that want to create their own custom rug um, and like I said, you know, we love to be able to jump on a call or email or text or whatever it is, but that's kind of the start of our process, which is Beautiful. we'll ask them, you know, what just basic questions about what they're looking for. Um, and then we can like really jump into that process and yeah. do the whole collaboration. Um, we have an Instagram at Maduke underscore collection, and we are pretty like consistent on that as far as just like letting people know if we're going to be at, you know, La Jolla or the Cardiff market, or if something fun is coming up. Um, I know that there's the Dana point market coming up on okay. April 30th and we are still waiting to hear if we can get into that one. I would love nice. to be able to get to that one cause it's down the street for me. So kind okay. of just in between, you know, Southern California, um, I've driven up to LA a couple of times to meet with some designers. And so I'm super open to if people want to, you know, have some samples or we can send some swatches to them, anything like Amazing. that. We're Amazing. very like, you know, mom and pop kind of old yeah. school. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> That's why I love you guys so much. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I just like it. You know, it's, it makes yeah. it, you know, less transactional, even if it needs yeah. to be transactional, I would yeah. still prefer to like, you know, like when I came to your house and yeah. we were just like hanging out and talking like this is my favorite way, like just, doing business but not even doing business just no, being able it's, to like it's that connection yeah right exactly that, that yeah. connection and those are the people huge. that you want to connect with so mm -hmm. thank you so no. much really really yeah, appreciate of you course. All. of course you're doing it and i love it um <laughs> all righty well thank you so much tay we'll talk to you soon on our next awesome. um episode we'll have a, we'll have more of these obviously every so we release these the um second thursday of every month so Perfect. stay tuned for the next awesome. one. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you, of course. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person 
event. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris, for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.